1: All right, it is a Wednesday morning. That means it's time for our weekly doctor visit with Dr. Stan Anderson. He is on our WHBC Newsline this morning. Good morning, Dr.
0: Stan. Hey, Pam. Great to talk to you.
1: All right, so let's talk a little bit about screenings, you know, and especially as we get older, we think about colonoscopies and mammograms and all those kinds of things. But how how aggressive uh, should your family physician be about uh, telling you to get those done?
0: Yeah, so this is something that most people are going to start getting more and more either letters or calls or something like that, because one of the interesting things that the CMS and the different insurance companies, your physician is going to be rated of how good they are based on how many people get screenings. So it's kind of interesting. There's, um, I don't know if you've thought about how does the government rate physicians to determine how good of a physician they are, How do we end up getting those kind of ratings? And the answer is it's the screens. So the more screens that the physician speaking to their patients end up encouraging them to get, the more likely it is they're going to get a higher rating by the government. And the reason that that's important is because reimbursement, for physicians, is partly based on how many of these quality measures that they meet. So, yes, if you have not had a screening mammogram, you're going to end up having your provider is going to be saying, need to get this done. We want you to get something. Understand that there's so many different ways to get a screen. A colonoscopy every 10 years is the gold standard but you can also get the fecal occult blood test or you can get the Cologuard where you just put some bowel movement onto the little um, uh, device and you mail it in and they will end up telling you whether or not they can screen for cancer with that if it comes back positive or negative. And the Cologuard has a really high, it's like a 92% sensitivity overall but its negative predictive value for Cologuard is 99.94. What that means is, is that if the coligard, which is the screen for cancer, you just put some bowel movement onto the device, you're going to end up with a negative test. It's going to tell you that your likelihood of missing cancer is like six in 10,000. So it's highly, highly accurate when it's a negative test. A positive doesn't mean always that it is cancer. Um, So usually they will end up talking about getting a second screen, which would then be a colonoscopy. Mammograms, recommended to get that every one to two years until the age of 74. For men, uh, getting a PSA screen, that is not actually a quality measure but it's reasonable to do on a regular basis until the age of 74. So again, the reason that we end up using 74 as the marker is because many of these cancers end up taking about 13 years to kill a person. So after the age of 75, the vast majority of us won't live past the age of 88. So that's part of the rationale as to why the government has said, yep, do these screens up until the age of 75. And then afterwards, uh, it's optional if you want to do that. But yeah, this is the time when uh, our office is starting to look through and see how many people have done this. If you have a sugar problem, if you have diabetes, we're going to be saying, have you seen your eye doctor in order to end up screening for eye disease, because a lot of these things, if they're caught early, they end up having a huge, huge benefit that we can do something about it. The problem is, is that if we find cancer at its late stages or vision damage that is far, far beyond The treatment, the surgery, the different procedures that we have to do afterwards are dramatically more expensive than the simpler types of procedures that we do um, when we find things at very early stages. So the whole concept of a screen is looking for a problem before you have any symptoms. And that's the other reason why most of us are being graded on whether or not somebody with diabetes, for instance, do we have good control? Are you taking something to lower your cholesterol? Are you taking something to keep your blood pressure in check? Are you taking something, those are called ACE uh, inhibitors or ARBs, in order to try to prevent kidney damage? That's the whole rationale. That's the reason why we end up doing all that. It ends up protecting people, saving lives and preventing the huge costs down the road. Yeah, that's
1: what I was just going to say is the the insurance companies base most of what they do on preventative health care. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper to prevent a thousand people from getting something. Or if you can find something early to treat it when it's early than it is to treat it at its late stages.
1: What's population health, Dr. Stan?
0: Yeah, so population health is the moniker that we use that describes all of this. It has to do that, are we treating people not necessarily for symptoms, but are we doing the things that are necessary to keep people In other words, that's part of the reason why even if you have no symptoms, if you have diabetes, your provider's office may be calling and saying, hey, you need to be checked. You need to have this regardless of how you feel, because by the time you feel something, it's usually too late. So it's screening before you have symptoms. It's dotting the I's. It's crossing the T's. It's doing all. All of those things that's designed to try to prevent things, to catch things early, and to prevent it from turning into something really, really bad.
1: All right. A lot of good insight this morning, Dr. Stan. I know people are always wondering about that. So some really good stuff today. We appreciate you coming on, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, I look forward to it.